Golly, mera, galispera, whatever time you are watching, this is Mappa. I'm Stel, Thasso is my co-host as ever, and our special guest is a former Alice centre-back, way before Alice were known as the league <laughs> champions, yeah? Way Roger before. da Costa. Phile, how you doing, man? Thanks I'm doing us. great, boys. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you guys. It's great. Oh, mate, it's, it's uh, fantastic to have you on, and, and off-camera we were talking about some of your experiences and stuff. Like, <laughs> Wait, we need to get this on the actual point. Yeah. So, um, let, before we talk about, you know, Cyprus and your experiences there, mm -hmm. what are you doing with yourself at the moment? Uh, I'm now, uh, of all things, in IT sales, man. I'm working for a company called Genesis 10, uh, based in, well, our office is in Dallas, a nationwide, com oh, nationwide company, my bad. And, right. uh, yeah, and uh, just in IT sales, provide staffing for IT companies. Um, so, uh, way, way off the beaten path of football now. That's just a long-distant memory for me, man. Well, the thing is, I know soccer is becoming a, a big sport out there. Obviously, MLS and all, you know, the World Cup is, is coming soon. So yep. I'm guessing when you tell people that you've played at a very good level, yeah. they, they're going to be quizzing you, right? Well, they do. For, for one is the minute you have an accent over here, uh, you know, immediately you have some credentials. So it can uh, go both ways. You know, you've got to be able to back it up. But yeah, we get quizzed a bunch and, and there's a lot of curiosity. You know, when you mentioned playing in, in, you know, I mentioned South Africa or wherever else you play, but the minute you mean at Greece or Cyprus, everybody's ears kind of perk. like, what? How is it living? Like, you know, it's kind of intriguing, you know, it's like uh, uh, you get asked more, a lot more questions with relation to that area. So, yeah. I, I need to ask something. It might sound a little bit strange, but do you get annoyed if people compare you to Trevor Noah because of the accent? <laughs> No, uh, we, I don't get Trevor Noah too much. I get uh, Elon. We get asked about Elon Musk a lot, and uh, if you if you kind of oh, want to, you know, a little bit of banter, you know, I'll just say, yeah, you know, we grew up down the road from each other and all that. And I mean, I've never met the dude <laughs> in my life, but you know, you just go with it. You keep a straight face. People believe it, but it's more Elon Musk than than Trevor Noah, really. I haven't oh, heard okay. that in a while, actually. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go back to your days in South Africa because, if yep. I'm not mistaken, you were born in '86. Yep. Um, and ten years later, uh, South Africa won their first Africa Cup of Nations. And there's a couple of players I was telling Thussel who I know personally. One of them in particular, uh, Sean Bartlett, who yeah. played in in the tournament. What was it like growing up? Because I'm assuming that you were a football fan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. Growing up, I mean, again, watching those guys, it, it kind of it was a unique time in the country because we had the, the Rugby World Cup the year before, um, you know, with, with the apartheid and all that ending. And, and that kind of united the country. And then a year later, you had, you know, Bafanabo, the soccer team, winning the AFCON for the first time. So that was like prime. I mean, I was, what, 10 years old at the point. And, and you know, you're looking at these Sean Bartlett's and uh, Mark Fish, all those kind of guys. Like, Mark you know, these, yeah. these are the, you know, these are your heroes, you know. And, and was lucky enough later on, um, played against Sean near the end of his career. He came back from Charlton, I think, and signed for Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's humbling in a way because he was past his prime and I was kind of on the up and up and just got bullied, to be honest. Just bullied. <laughs> I'm like, Sean, it's a bit, bit an honor to, to just share field with your, your boyhood heroes. You know what I mean? It, it was great. Great time. Yeah, and I think it's quite ironic or poetic that Sean's former teammate, Mayambella, I yeah, think his son plays for Addis at the moment. Uh, so is it his Mark, son? yeah, Mark, Mark's um, uh, Mislali, who's at Iris now, his older brother, Mark Mayambella, um, played. I don't think he played with she, I played against Mark, and we'll tell you a nightmare to play against. Just skillful, <laughs> man. Just 
just absolutely take the piss out of you when he wanted to. Like, ridiculous. Um, but it, I think he's busy with his UEFA badges now. The, his older brother, right. Mark, I know him pretty well. And I see, I mean, his younger brother's at Iris now. So he's flying the South African flag proudly there for the boys. It's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of your heroes growing up, who do you remember, like, looking at? Because you, you were a defender, so I'm not, I'm not thinking that you uh, admire someone like Beresi, for example. Yeah. But in terms of... Yeah, Radovi. No, well, yeah, Radovi, yeah. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Lucas for sure. I mean, that's the boss. Um, uh, on an international scale, Maldini was my guy, man. I named yeah. my first dog after him. I mean, that. I mean, as a oh, defender, who, as as a defender, who doesn't dig Maldini? I mean, that was the king. But yeah, Lucas Radovi, Nasif Morris was, you know, growing yes. up. He he played. I think he was at Apollon. He came to Apollon. It was at Panathinaikos for many many years. Top defender, man. Good guy. Mark Fish was one of them as well. Um, so, yeah, those, I mean, locally, those would have been my guys that I looked up to. Lucas, though, was the man. He was just different level, man. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I remember talking to Mark Fish a couple of years ago, and uh, he, <laughs> he, he tell, he'd tell me about meeting uh, Nelson Mandela. Yeah. And when you're looking at Mark Fish, who's a South African football legend, yep. and the way that he spoke about Mandela, you're like... Yep. This yeah. guy obviously had a bit about himself for people to have to be in awe of him. Man, you know, I, I got called up for a – we had um, – once a year they do a Nelson Mandela Challenge or Nelson Mandela Cup. It's like international friendly in his, in his yeah. honor. Um, and I got called up into the provisional squad. I wasn't in the match day squad. I was still pretty young. So I was part of the training squad. And, and before the game, I think it was actually we were playing against the U.S. And we were all in the uh, like uh, convention room in the hotel. Uh, both teams were in there kind of socializing and we knew we were going to meet him that day. And so we were all talking and I remember my back was to the door and he had entered the room. I didn't see him and you just felt everything change, man. Like I actually get my hair stand up speaking about it. Like it, it, it his wasn't human, man. It was like something, there was a, it was a different <laughs> out of body experience that it was unbelievable. I can't, I can't put into words how special that was. And what, what, what struck me about him is he greeted every single person by name. He knew he he woke wow. he, he shook our hand and he knew every single person in that room's name. I was like I was like shaking his hand. I'm like Mandela knows my name. Like oh, this is it. I've made it. I'm never washing my hand again. Man. Yeah, I've made it. This is it. So yeah, <laughs> it, it was special. But yeah, I mean Mark Fish was. I mean he's an icon back home. Um, and you know so I mean for him, you know it it would be like when I I first met Mark, I was in awe. So. Mark meeting mm. Mandela is in all. You just it, it's it's mind blowing. The man the man yeah. was special, man. The man was special. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're telling us before we start recording that you went to the United States on a scholarship to yeah. play football out there or soccer, should I say? Yeah, um, soccer. Yeah, go on. So what was that experience <laughs> like? What was um, that experience like? It was uh, it was unique in a way that uh, as a soccer, pure soccer or football fan and lover. You know, I, I was coming over here to, to make something of myself and play soccer. Whereas when you get here, you learn it's school first and sports afterwards. So that took me a bit longer to uh, <laughs> to wrap my head around. The grades The grades the first two semesters weren't great. The football was wonderful, but uh, it took me a while to uh, realize that it was about the school. But it was a good experience, man. Kind of molded me into who I am off the field. Uh, gave me some, some form of dif discipline and... and grounding you know just the lessons i learned in college over here so yeah it was it was an important phase good level of soccer as well i mean there's a lot of internationals that come over here 
uh, just, I mean, at, at the school I was at, we had uh, myself, we had Dom Dwyer, who's now, I mean, he blew up for a while, yeah, in the States. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was married, yeah, Dom Dwyer was at, at our school. David Soma, who played for Leeds United a couple of years back, uh, South okay. African international striker for, for, for Leeds. I think he was the leading goal scorer in the championship that year. It was about four or five years ago now. He's okay. actually up in New York now. Um, so, so we had a like a power power program, man. Just top players. So the, the level of football was really good, um, and kind of gave you a springboard um, into the professional realm because you were training every day. Um, you know the 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 gym training and the, the strength training and actually it's different level in the states. I mean, they, it's second to none. So that that gave you a good springboard into to the professional ranks. So was it that made you go back? Because I, I would assume that you'd want to carry on playing maybe either, either in the NCAA or even maybe MLS or USL. I don't yeah. know what it was called back then, actually. It wasn't uh, USL, was it? Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it was USL. Obviously, the MLS was around, but USL. Yeah. Um, but back then, the USL was kind of your under-23 league, uh, kind of a yeah. development league. Um, but what made me go, I mean, I was done in 2008 and wanted to get back and try get exposure, try break into the World Cup squad, man. The World Cup was at home in 2010, so trying to uh, get exposure and get all that done. But uh, that was on deaf ears, wasn't it? <laughs> Didn't make the grade, did I? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they had the, um, was it the National Independent Soccer Association, which I think, has that disbanded now? Nationally. Is that uh, still going on? Is that the N- NISL, NISL yeah. yeah, I think I think the USLs either swallowed that up. I know the MLS has now bought the US. I mean, it's I think what it's looking like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but at some point they may be going to a relegation promotion thing. I think once they, they need it. once they, they need tap, it. and that's just my opinion. You know, just looking at you know the USL was an independent league. Um, the NASL was an independent league. You know, they had three or four little pro-independent leagues. And the MLS has now bought the USL. So they own the USL. And a lot of their reserve teams are playing in the USL, you know, kind of like a development league per se. So I don't know yeah. if they're going to, once once the, the full expansion of the MLS has, has capped out, because I, I think every year they've, um, you know, there's one or two more teams coming in. So I think at some stage when that caps out, they may go into a, promotion relegation system which will be good i think it'll be great yeah they, they certainly need it i mean you're, you're right in uso they do have b teams or what they call feeder clubs so i think la yep. galaxy i've got la galaxy 2 whereas yep. if i'm not mistaken atlanta have an affiliation with charleston battery i think yeah there's a I few don't... that yeah that have affiliations with with other teams uh fc dallas now has their little um affiliated North Texas soccer. And what that what that's doing is kind of killing the college uh, system here now because instead of those top 18 to 20-year-old players going into college on scholarships, the pro teams are snapping them up, chucking them a entry-level salary and then just loaning them out to their, you know, their affiliated team or whatever. And, you know, for a young kid, it's like, hell, do I sign a pro contract or, or go to college? I mean, you know, for a football guy, that's a no-brainer. Of course, they're going to want to play. So that's that's kind of killing the college system a little bit. Your better players are, are skipping the college system now. Yeah. Well, we've seen one Omonia player, uh, Sava. He's only mm-hmm. what, 18, 19. Yeah. And he's actually going to the United States now to Harvard to study oh, wow. engineering. Oh, my God. So uh, that's, wow. that's, that's a big thing for Cyprus, mm-hmm. as, you, as you can understand. Yeah, so that's massive, what, man. What, what, do you, what can he expect out there? 
Um, what can you expect in terms of, um, obviously it's, it's, it will be an adjustment in terms of the demand in the classroom. I mean, the, the, the professionalism and how do I say it's business acumen over here, the pace, pace of, of things that are required, uh, is a lot quicker than he would be used to, you know, just in terms of deadlines on his project, you know, just this, I'm talking purely academic at a place like Harvard. Um, there's less, there's no room for error, should I say? It's it's very cutthroat, especially if they're investing a bit of money in him in terms of a scholarship, which I would assume they are. Um, but on the football side of things, um, I think he's going to be just fine. I, you know, the the level in Cyprus was good. It, it's 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 way above college level. Yeah, I would say, you know, the MLS is getting better, but. Yeah, him coming from a club like Omonia, I think he's he'll be one of the better players, not only in his team, probably in the NCAA, to be honest with you. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on because we've got another lad that's, uh, I think, is it Jacksonville? I think. Okay. Uh, Alex Yeridis, he was actually in Upwell's Academy, then went to Omonia 29, and now yeah. he's out in the United States. And he's been there for the past year and a half. Okay. And he's a, he's a, he's a good winger. And he's yeah. been doing well. In fact, this is his second time out in the States because I think the first time he went out there, he managed to get a passport yeah. um, and he went back to Cyprus to play. So clearly the, there's that enjoyment factor. And with it being the United States, I mean, look, no disrespect to Cyprus, it's an island with a million people. Sure, and sure. against the United States where you've got one state that's probably got 10 million. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, it's wild, yeah. yeah. It's wild. Well, I mean, like, like we were saying before we started recording is, um, you know, just in terms of, like in Dallas alone, the youth soccer, there's 1.2 million kids playing on a weekend. Just in that's just kids. That's bigger than the size of you know the population of Cyprus, and that's just youth football. So it, it's everything is a bigger and faster scale compared to to what they would be used to in Cyprus. And, and that being said, you know Cyprus is an island. It's hey man, the lifestyle's great over there, dude. Like it's 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 the best it's a, probably the best one of the best periods of my life was living there it's it's great <laughs> all right well let's talk about that then because tell us how you ended up in in cyprus i'm sure there's a story i'm sure there's well, a story well yeah i mean I, after south i mean after college i went back to south africa and played for a club called morocco swallows which is traditionally uh, orlando pirates and morocco swallows are the two oldest uh, clubs in the country so that's like the original soweto derby per se um, and I played there for a number of years and there was two, uh, separate brothers in South Africa, Mario and George Morfu that owned a club called Black Aces. And they had been trying to sign me for a year or two, um, eventually buckled in and went and joined them for signed for a season, um, with Dino and Lovu who went to an autopsy, um, the, the same year I joined Iris, Dino went to an autopsy. So it was through through the the separate brothers connection um, that we we got uh, transferred to to Cyprus. Now, uh, how how does how did how did the trajectory go? Because you know, you, I don't think there's a direct flight that goes from South Africa to Cyprus, <laughs> is there? So you probably have to stop off at like three or four places to get there. I'll, no? Man, I'll be honest, I, I can't remember it now. Where 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 was it? I think Dubai first. Which wasn't too bad uh, in Dubai. I'd have or... stayed there. I'd have stayed in Dubai. <laughs> well, you say you say that until you that, get back to then, Cyprus, back then. man. 
Yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I was there for, for – the thought crossed my mind. Once you start shopping and seeing the place, you're like, yeah, it's not too bad. Tax Maybe find a, yeah, <laughs> find, find a club out here and, and just chill out in Dubai. But, no, I, I remember landing in Cyprus. And, and, and funny enough, the first coach that was there, Aki – what was his last – I can't remember his last name. But he actually two or three years prior to coached um, the, the team in South Africa. So – he was the guy that was trying to sign me from uh, from uh, Morocco Swallows um, just because of the physicality. It's it's a very different style in South Africa as opposed to Cyprus. Uh, the, the the soccer is a lot faster in South Africa, but but not as tactical and physical. Whereas you you get to Cyprus, I remember playing against Dino the one day against the North Sea in Larnaca, and that was the first time that I realized like. I may not make it out of the stadium today, man. These people are crazy in terms of, uh, you know, just warming up and there's bombs and flares in the stadium. I remember we were like defending a corner and someone lit like a, a flare, like a bomb or a cracker or whatever it was. And I just heard this loud bang behind the goals and like crap myself. I'm like, oh boy, this is it. This is it. Do, do not win this game. Um, so it was, it, was, it was a unique experience, man. Just uh, the passion of the, the, the people towards football there was, was something new to me coming from Africa. It's, uh, it, it was just uh, wild, wild at first. And you get used to it. And when you were playing at home, it's great, your own fans. But when you're playing away, yeah, you get a little nervous there. It definitely uh, is a factor. Well, I mean, did you ever hear the term, this is Cyprus? Yes. Keep, yes. Always. So you, you, you know that whenever you can't explain something, the, the simple answer is this is Cyprus. This is the reason why. <laughs> the reason why our show is called this is Mappa. Mappa is the the separate word, right? So when you when you first stepped off the plane, you got into Cyprus. I'm sure you saw some very strange things that you haven't been used to. Um, were there any bizarre incidents that you can tell us about when you were out there? <laughs> <laughs> um Long list, one, right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah where where do i start man uh for one is i i remember first uh obviously coming from the airport uh, aki the coach picked me up and we were driving from lanaka back to limassol and uh again just uh just no regard for rules of the road and that was my first i was like what the hell like people yep. just eh, eh, you're roundabouts and stuff, and i'm like we got to get there. Let's just get there. Get me safe. And uh, like they, it was, uh, it was wild. That that was my first uh, first ex initial thought. But um, got to Limassol, and I remember the first <laughs> the first time meeting our president back then. What was his name? Uh, Stavros Dimitrios, who uh, <laughs> the, the man the man scared the bejesus out of me, man. He was he was he was something. But uh, first time I met him, we. Uh, I was there for a week, right? And I just got to meet a couple of the players that were there. Um, and we then ended up going to Italy on preseason, uh, to Milan. So I hadn't met him yet. And, and so anyway, we all fly to, to Milan for preseason. And I was rooming with a Yugoslavian uh, Serbian guy, uh, Goran. Uh, he was a striker. I don't think, I can't remember if he signed or not. He was there on trial, but we were in the room together. And uh, this is the day of the game. We're busy. We were about to play Lavorno. Christian Panucci was the coach of Pavorno, ex-Real Madrid player. So, you know, as a defender now, you, 
you're getting your mind right. You're thinking, shit, I impressed Panucci. Maybe, you know, you never know what happens. He's a legend. Um, so I get a call a couple of hours before the game and uh, to go up to Stavros's room. And now this is the first, this is the president of the club. This is the boss. So, you know, he's a little nervous meeting the big man. I walk in there and this man's sitting there in his Rolex and his underpants, man. Just like, hey, what's like, <laughs> I'm like, and I remember because I'm a, I'm a watch guy. Like, what? And I just remember, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's cool to me. So that was my, my first, uh, my, my first meeting with a board per se. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah 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 this is cyprus right like you said this is cyprus yeah yeah and, yeah. and to make it worse is that he was in italy behaving that way <laughs> bro, <could> be... <laughs> man okay. it was so yeah we were so we play and uh we got back from from italy we were there for a couple of weeks um and i was impressed with the the setup and that then uh, just in terms of the attention to detail uh, with, with regards to, to practices and the preseason, I mean, it was the fitness, uh, our fitness coach, I think his name was Yanni. Um, just his attention, like, I, I've never been fit in my life, man. And, it, and you never felt like you were doing fitness, but when it came time for it, you were in top shape, man. I was really impressed with the, the, the training program and, and the, the setup over there, to be honest with you. It was good. Yeah, we don't we don't normally associate the level Aris were at at that time with necessarily the the quality that they have at the moment. So to yeah, kind of yeah. hear that is a uh, is a welcome surprise. Well, you know the, the, the it's it's kind of bittersweet and a double edged sword because he was at that time tr trying to do the right things. In turn, I think he when when we were there, he he relayed the the training pitch uh, next to uh, Tyrion Stadium. Um, he rebuilt the, I think we used to train in, I mean, we used to change inside the, inside the stadium in, in the locker room there, but he built a new locker room that's now at the field, um, while we were there. So trying to implement the right things and, and do the right things off the field. Um, but then just some, there was some wild stuff going on, man. There was some, some dodgy, dodgy things I, that I heard through betting and all these kind of things that weren't involved with, but. It it got it got weird, man. It got weird. So it, that's why I say double-edged sword because our trainers were, were top-notch. The backroom staff were top-notch. Physios, doctors were top-notch. Um, the training sessions were good, intense. A good group of players, but then there was there was some wild stuff going on in the boardroom. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we like to think that uh, that has kind of gone by the wayside as the football has developed. But I yeah. don't know if you've been keeping an eye on the news over the last uh, month or so. But I have not. There's uh, the government's getting involved uh, because the old president of the Republic yeah. stopped it. In, it's been reported he stopped uh, the president of the Ethics Committee from investigating a match because it was a friendly so yeah so and uh, uh, and olympiagos lefkosias has yeah. been fined 50000 euros for their involvement in a game uh, that 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 was that was involved in the relegation fight sure so so yeah, yeah. they're trying to uh, i mean they're trying to stop it because obviously there's this ethics committee that wasn't mm -hmm. there before yeah, but it seems this ethics committee up to last season mm -hmm. was kind of chained to the system. That seems to have changed slightly now, and yeah. to the point where 
the government is actually holding like um it's, it's holding trials and whatnot to find mm-hmm. out what the hell's gone on yeah so it's wild man it's, and and, it's and that's why that's why i say i mean not, you don't want to focus on negative stuff with 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 exactly. iris now because exactly. it's it's i just say that's why at the time he was he was trying to implement the right things and, and do the right things which he he did you know that that locker room still there the field and you know those sort of things the staff he had on um yeah so it was uh it, it, it from from a football point of view it was it was refreshing it was good um i also didn't realize how again this is how serious i knew the local derbies were back then uh, you know you always know that the, you always know it's pretty serious but the first game we played we played against il we beat them 2-1 and funny uh, myself and steve borg the other center back scored he was from uh, the maltese national captain yeah yeah. And the, the two no and and Pulpo Pulpo Gonzalez the striker I think we we won three one uh, so two centre backs scored that day against IL so at we we would go to the the supermarket the next week and you know because we lived close to each other Steve and I we were good buddies so you know the, then it was nice and everybody's like yeah it's great whatever the case was uh, then we played against Apollon and we lost one 0 it was a Sunday night and the next day Steve and I went to the beach. And we were, we just had ice creams on the beach and he posted a picture on Instagram, the two of us laying there with ice cream and we had to go to training. Oh, no. that, yeah. We had to go to oh, training no. that night. And so we we don't know what's going on. You know, we arrive at training and, and Stavros is there and he calls us aside. He goes, you, 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 I mean, with stronger language, but you think this is funny? And we were like, we don't know what the hell's going on. Like, what is, what's going on here? Anyway, someone had taken that picture and put it on the front page of like the local paper or something, and it was like, "Iris players lose but go out celebrating." And it's me and him on the beach with an ice cream. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so it was a that was a harsh lesson. Since after that, we were like, "Win or lose, there were no pictures." It was like a new unwritten law: no pictures. Is that um, why you've never posted on your Instagram? I'm I'm not on there, man. I'm not on Instagram anymore. But but if I was, that would, that would, if if I was, that would be a uh, that would be a PTSD moment for sure. It would still have a photograph of you eating an ice cream. <laughs> hide the ice cream behind your back or something, man. In the, in the back of my mind, what would Stavros do? That, that's what I'd be thinking. Oh man, remember which part of Limassol you were staying at? I was. Uh, Man, do you know where I was right by the fire station? I remember that. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. There was a hotel near me. I think it was a Holiday Inn, and there was an okay. Italian rest Italian restaurant like on the main road. Um, but I was like right. I was in the building right behind the fire station. Um, that's all I remember. I can't remember what road or any of that on. But I mean, I had a nice view of the beach. It was great. Uh, what I do remember is they were busy building some uh, oval kind of building. Ah. I think it's finished now. Uh, you know which yeah, one I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I forget the name of it, but I know. I know okay, I know so so that way that was like yeah. a block. That was like a block away from me because I would be trying to uh, have a have a nap after training or something, and there was no chance of that happening with the building <laughs> going on. So yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty pretty near that building. I was trying to pinpoint where exactly where you are because I think the, yeah. the fire station ain't far from the, the marina, which they've done up since. Um, yeah, the marina mistaken. was good, man. We we had some some good time. I mean, we had like um, it was Steve Borg, Marco Margudakis, Roger Guerrero was there, uh, Marco Aurelio, 
uh, Kipros, I think he's at Eitlonica now, uh, right back. Kipros, uh, what's his last? Christoforu, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was like our little little group, man. We were like family. We were inseparable. And we would go to the marina often and just go hang out, have ice creams with no pictures. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a place there. Is it the Yiros? Um, it was the be- They used to put fries and stuff in there. It, I don't know what was in that thing, but it was and and the and the sauce. I mean, we we should not have been eating that, and but we would go have one, like sneak one of the five of us, and that was about the extent of of. I mean, we would have our nights out, but in terms of body fat and all that, that was like uh, the forbidden fruit that we were busy having, just to go have like fries and a euro down down at the marina. But it was good, man. Good times. So did you go down Yerma Soya where the clubs are and everything, all the bars? <laughs> yeah, now and then. Galadexas. What was that? Uh, um, Guaba. Guaba Beach Bar. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that, that was the first place they took me. And that was like on the beach. I was like, this is unreal. This is like, yes, I'm, I can do this. I can do this. On occasion. No, it was a good time, man. It was a good time. I'll tell you what is, is uh, from a professional point of view, it's, uh, you know, you have temptations and all that sort of thing. And it's just living in Cyprus on the beach and just the lifestyle alone. You know, you've, you've really got to have your, your head screwed on straight because you could, you could get into trouble quite easily over there with the restaurants wow. and, and all that. Yeah. Thing. It's, I, I mean, I mean, there's one guy who seems to be who's who's here at the moment who will who will not stay out of trouble. Um, well, we we won't mention his name because we don't want the trouble. Fair but enough. Fair people enough. people know who we're talking about. Oh, okay, okay. Sometimes sometimes they do a report of like, oh, you know, there's a, a somebody somebody got done in a club. Um, it's the person everybody's thinking of. <laughs> and then they leave. <laughs> he's been posting ice creams in a club, huh? He's got to, he's got to, exactly. stay, away from, he's got to stay away from those ice creams. They'll get you. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, he's, been, he's been locking himself in toilets in clubs as well to, to get away from people. So, uh, well, and a boy, don't, boy don't help himself, does he? No, no not at all. He does not. not. At all. He does but, not. Um, I, it gives us more content, though. So I, I guess that's a, that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. For in sure, a, in a kind of strange, in a kind of strange world, we'll, we'll miss him if he leaves the island. But he's not leaving. Yeah. He's not leaving. No, well, he ain't going. That island. Yeah, what, anyway. what, it's 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 hard to hard, hard to leave that place. It's again, like I say, is you, you get asked about your footballing memories and that, and the minute you mention Cyprus or Greece, that area, uh, people's ears poke up. It's like intriguing. It's it's you know the unknown and and people. Again, it's. In my opinion, the football, I mean, it's a good level of football. I mean, there's, you know, there is a gap between the, the big teams and, and the smaller, you know, the teams coming up, which is, it's normal, you know, just in terms of budget, quality, I get all that. But it's a good level of football. Um, and the fans are, are passionate as hell, man. Just just love, just love it. It's in their very, like, you just absolutely love football over there. Um, live and breathe it up. Yep. Yeah. You mentioned the fans, but in terms of Addis and and their fan base, was it was it a big fan base? Do you remember? Yeah, it it wasn't at the time. I don't know if it's grown since, um, but it was a very close close knit group. Uh, you know, it was it was a big. They were like an extension, like a big family. Really, it, I know a lot of them were were older crowd. I guess I guess Aris, just you know the the history of the club, but um, 
we were we were pretty close with the fans because we would do a lot of things. Um, when I say community stuff, uh, they they had their own little clubhouse. I can't remember where it was in Limassol, but after training, we would the whole squad would go sit and, with a clubhouse and and they would be grilling, you know, like uh, barbecuing some meat and uh, you know we would eat with the fans. So it, it, we had a, a close relationship with the fans. It was it was good. It was nice. It was pretty refreshing to be honest. Good good people. And uh, what was the plan for the club? Because, I, you know, back then there were many clubs that were challenging for the title. I think Upwell were, were dominating at the yeah. time, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. You know, I'm not to see what there. Money were there yeah. or thereabouts. Yeah. But times. in terms of Aris, and yeah, he's an Upwell fan, you know. It's just, <laughs> it's oh, but in, man. In, in terms of Aris and their, I'd say, their plans or their ambitions... Mm-hmm. How was the club sold to you in that respect? Um, well, it was sold in, you know, with a new owner coming in at the time. Didn't know who he was or what it was about, but it, um, it was sold that it was an ambitious project. That he was he was putting a lot of money into the club, um, you know, starting to spend some money on players, bring bring a lot more international players in. I think he brought in. I mean, at the time when Roger Guerrero came, I didn't know of him, but you know, he was a Polish national team player. Born in Brazil, but played for Poland um, in the Euros. Uh, played for, I think, was it uh, Ike Athens in Greece, if I'm not mistaken. So he had a big name in that area, um, you know, with his history and that. So they brought him in, you know. So so it looked like they were trying to to do the right things and beef up the squad and, um, you know, and then the project of building the new locker room, fixing the, the fields up and and, you know, it, so he was he was trying to do the right things off the field and and. With with him spending money and, and being ambitious, he, he was trying to build something long term. We knew it was going to be a long term project. There was going to be no immediate success, but um, I think that year they had just been promoted back into the the top league as well. So, um, which was exciting to be you know to have been part of that. Um, but that's what that's what was sold to to myself when uh, when joining. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because as you know there's many players that come from sorry come to Cyprus from abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of your teammates was it Jose Halan, the central yes. midfielder, the Spanish yeah. lad. Yeah, he was yeah. playing in Canada recently, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I speak to speak to him quite a bunch, man. He uh, he was a good dude, Galan. He's 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 one of the most intelligent footballers I've ever met. I mean, just he, I always tell him you you should not have been playing football, man. Like he's 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 highly intelligent dude, but wonderful guy. Um, but yeah, he was in Canada for, for a while. He was trying to, Galan was trying to, I don't know if he's achieved this or not, but he, um, I think he, he grew up in the Atletico Madrid ranks, uh, in the academy. So came from, from good stock and, and, and good development program. Um, but he was trying to play on every continent in, in the world. I think that was just something he was trying to do. Uh, I don't know if he's, I mean, I think he was trying to, I was trying to help him get to Africa at one point, play in South Africa, but I, I don't know. I put him in touch with P. I don't know if it materialized or not, but he was, he was a good player, man. Um, we all ended up leaving at the time, though, same kind of time because of what was promised back then was not being delivered. Um, and just, there was just a lot of things that were, that were beyond unacceptable. And there was a few of us, Galan, one of them that ended up leaving. I think Bangura, um, he left. I think he used to play for uh, Apollon prior to, to Aris. Um, so there was, yeah, there was a, a bunch of things that were not delivered that were, were promised. And, and, you know, for us to, to leave our countries and to leave a place where we're comfortable, 
you know, you do that for ambition and, and, and to help the club progress and help your career progress as well. So when, when you know, things like that uh, don't come to fruition, it's, it's disappointing, man. Well, of course, and you know you, you're joining a, a nation, a club in a nation where you're feeling really comfortable, and it, it feels yep. like a second home, and you're enjoying it. And the, you know, we've heard about even now in big 2023, we're hearing about clubs not being able to pay their players, and even a certain club. Yeah, this time, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Uh, well, listen, listen. Uh, people who listen slash watch the podcast know how much I've complained about our fucking chairman and what a hole he's turned the club into. But yeah, less said about that right now, the better because. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, so, so anti-stress herbal tea. So, so like all the, so like all the upper world fans, they only talk about when times are good, huh? They don't want to talk about. When exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so, that's so that's the, everybody, so isn't it? The, the rest of, well, so, <laughs> Iris has been going through it for years and years. So now, so now it's our turn, man. Now it's our yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I mean, so I, we can talk I, now. I, yes. I was the first to congratulate him. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yes, this is true. This is true. Well, Roger, do you know, what? I think it's incredible that you still have, you know, this affiliation with the club and, you know, you still speak to some former teammates. There's one guy, guy that I need to ask you about because he's got the most phenomenal name as a uh -huh. footballer. Matthew Boniface. <laughs> Matthew Boniface. That's he's uh, a Nigerian kid. Um, yep. Born and raised in Nigeria. He uh, he lived with me for a while when he moved there, and uh, I used to give him so much shit, man. I'm like Boniface is like what's that Scottish or and like <laughs> firstly like your your first name Matthew, and your last Boniface. I'm like, my, my man, you're from Lagos, Nigeria, my boy. Like, what's going on here? Like, we're gonna check, we're gonna check your birth certificate or passport, yeah, my man. What's going on? Um, no, but he was a top man. He was he was a top lad. That's good, good kid. He was very, um, uh, very hungry. Very, uh, he worked worked hard, man. In in the beginning, it was a bit difficult for him to adjust because uh, I think he joined a couple of months into the season. Um, but just a big, big old, powerful striker and and just. Disciplined dude, worked hard, man. Worked hard. We never come for ice creams with us. Put it that way. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and in terms of members of staff, I know you mentioned that the head coach and the president. Yeah. But were there other, were there any other members of staff that you remember? Because I know that having spoken to, to players at clubs, they they remember everyone from the kit man to oh man, to the yeah, president. yeah. Well, the physio Yorgos was. Uh, was the man firstly because he uh he made us feel good when we weren't um but he was he would always be the first one to kind of buy around the drinks on a night out somewhere he would he would be the first one to get get it going and he, he was just it's like the kick man you know he was you know after a couple of losses when the mood's down he would be one to come in and crack a few jokes or even at his expense or whatever the case was and and was just a a integral part of of a good squad harmony which is what a lot of fans and, and people don't know is you know they think the captain or there's a few um, influential players in the team which which is the case in most parts but it's usually the kit man or the the physio or, or you know the the fitness coach that are actually the the catalysts between you know having a a good squad harmony and not um which is i've found with a, with a number of clubs it's like it's that way so it's pretty interesting but um, Yanni, uh, I, I lost touch with him. We, we would chat on WhatsApp until about a year ago when I got this new number. Um, but I consider so many people over there like family, man, just teammates and, and uh, you know, Yorgos and Yanni 
um, the background staff, just like family. You know, I, I knew if I landed in Cyprus tomorrow, I would have 10 beds to sleep in. You know, people would be like, you, you know, welcome in their homes. And, and that's, that's what I take away from, from my experience there was, was just phenomenal, phenomenal people and relationships built. So it, it will, I'll take that with me for life. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. That's more. You got any questions? Well, I'm, I'm just looking at the. I'm just looking at the table for the season. Obviously, uh, that we that that we were there, uh, and uh, Aris finished seventh, two points off the top six. So, kind of the the, the way that the team worked that season is kind of like what Nelson Salamina have done this season. So, you must, be, you must be pretty proud of the achievement, despite the. Um, despite not getting into that top six, you must be pretty proud of that just recently promoted team getting up to, oh, absolutely. Uh, to almost getting into that top six. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, good, and and you know also a testament to to the boys is um, there were some background backroom challenges with within the organisation, which again we kept kept private. Um, but again, with the harmony of the squad and 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 how close we were, you know, there was a point where we we went through a dip, really bad dip. I think it, at one point we couldn't buy a goal or win, um, literally. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, just kept pushing through, and that's that's a testament to to that squad that year is is how close we were, and and we would have our own meetings and, and just you know, no one else is going to make this right but us. So. I mean, and they did, and and even uh, you know, on top of that is is where they are now, winning winning the league now in Europe, um, you know, as opposed to where I mean, that wasn't that long ago. What was uh, seven, eight years ago? You know, they were fighting relegation or whatever the case was. Uh, they're in Europe now, you know, so it's it's phenomenal, phenomenal. I'm I'm happy for for everyone involved at the club. It's it's so it's 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 wonderful to see, wonderful. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, even even though they they beat they, they beat my team to the post, the table doesn't lie. Yes. The best team won the league. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Well, I say, I say I, I, I say I appreciate it. Like I did something, but I know I'm sure it's 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 a great achievement, wonderful achievement, and. You know, I, I, I saw the coach is only 35 years old. The head coach is, is a young up-and-coming coach, which is which is great, fresh ideas. I'm happy for uh, Mayan Bella, you know, fellow South African. He's, you know, it's good for him. Um, yeah, I think there's a Ghanaian boy there as well. You know, so just in terms from the African love and perspective, I'm proud of them. And I know how tough it is, you know, coming over and adapting. And so, and, and just for the squad as a whole, I mean, that's, that's a hell of an achievement because teams like Upwell, um, uh, Ammonia, Apollon, you know, uh, there's the Ike, Lanika, big clubs, you know, big budgets, whatever the case is, and and they they're up there with the big boys, you know, punching punching above their weight. So it's 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 great. It's it's wonderful. I'm I'm genuinely happy, especially for for the the people that have been around the club, the fans that have stuck with the club, uh, the background staff that are that have been through ups and downs with them. You know, coaches come and go, players come and go, but it's that. Those core people that that I'm happy for because I know how much the club means to them and 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 the joy the wins bring and and the sadness the losses bring. So you know it's for those people that that uh, my heart goes out to. It's great. I find it uh, pretty impressive how, despite a lot of the older heads not being part of the club anymore because of the the takeover and the, the new ownership, they're not forgotten. Yeah. 
I, I know Addison are doing a lot of things with the older players and the, the, the founder members of the club. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure after they see this, they'll want to give Roger da Costa a call as well. To, to well, say I, hello. I hope so, man, because because uh, that club has a very, very soft spot in my heart and always will just because of uh, the, the experiences and friend, friendships and relationships made is, you know, in general, if you think in life, football is great. We all love football. As players, we love to play it. Fans love to watch and support. But that, that ends. And what remains is, you know, is, is the relationships and the memories. You never, I don't remember, yeah, you remember games, but if, if anyone ever asks me my favorite memories while playing, it's, it's the stuff that you did on a team bus or in the hotels or, or with your team, you know, all the banter is, is what you always take with you and keep with you. And, and when, we, when I talk to any one of my teammates still today, you know, it's never, hey, remember that tackle you made? No, it's always the, the Malakias you made off the field. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you, you've learned some words as well. Oh, man, yes. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to keep those under wraps, though. None of the good ones. Wow. You, always, you always learn the bad ones when you go to foreign countries. Why is that? Wait, well, specifically well, in Cyprus, though. As well, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's... You can have a sentence in in Cyprus, a speak Greek in in Cyprus, without using a swear word in in a sentence. Yeah, it's true. You and know? and, and so it's like you you're, you're calling your right? mate wanker, but it's it's a term yeah. of endearment, you know. Yeah, but but that's what I found so interesting is like they would tell me, yeah, between us you can say that, but if you say to a stranger, like it's on, like those are fighting words. I'm like, well, yeah. do I say it? Don't I say it? Like, <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? Oh man, it was good times, man. Good times. I loved it. I loved it. I'm actually looking to come back. I think maybe next summer I'll be back coming to visit some of the dudes. So I'll miss it. Go for it. Well, we'll, we'll put you in touch with the club. No problem. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Want, I just got to get off. Got to get off work. Here. I've got to get my boss to give me some time off. So I'm going to have to have a chat with Wayne over there. Well, say to, say to was it, is that your, your boss's name, Wayne? <laughs> yeah, he's going to Yeah. Say, Wayne, Wayne, we can sort you out tickets for an artist game. Yeah. <laughs> you would love it, man. You would love it. Yeah, we might do well, that. Especially but, after yeah. they won the league. I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. They qualified for the... Well, they're in the Champions League qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's... Was it two or three rounds before yeah. they actually get into the, the group? I think it's... Yeah, and two rounds. So it's so it's not far It's off. not impossible. It's not no. impossible. Man, if that, they, that'll if they be invest, great. Yeah. Is it summer. is it the is it the big group now as well or is that next year? No, it's the, it's the year after. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. oh the they they after. they're making the groups bigger now. The year after? Well, no, yeah, they're basically gonna do like a big thirty-team group. Wow. They're still only gonna play like oh, eight okay. or nine games, but I got you. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You can't keep up with all that. I think now yeah, the, world, the World Cup World Cup coming to the states. It's between three different countries, but I think it's gonna be. More teams now. I think it's not thirty-two anymore. I think they. Yeah, it's going to be forty. Yeah, forty. Whatever. It's like, yeah. sheesh. It's bonkers. Well, it's bonkers. Money, it's money talks, man. Money talks. Well, yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to have yeah. it between three countries, you need, uh, you need yeah. enough teams to be able to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping the World Cup's uh, the finals here in Dallas. There's talk it may. It's between New Jersey, Dallas, and and LA. So, I'm hoping Dallas gets it. Is it the Rose Bowl that's in Dallas? In the, Ro the Rose Bowl? No, uh, Cotton Bowl's in Dallas. Rose Bowl's in Cotton California, Bowl. yeah. Ah, but, that's um, where the 94 final was, wasn't it? At the Rose Bowl, yeah. Yeah. But uh, this stadium, I mean, the three stadiums that are in contention are, man, it's, you've got to see these things in real life. Like, it's monstrous, man. It's like $1.2 billion stadiums. It's 
it's mind-blowing. And I know yeah. Iris, Iris has just built a new stadium, right? Or in the it's, process? It's, it's, it's a stadium that's been built uh, specifically for the football teams in Limassol. Okay, so like the old yeah. uh, Tyrion Stadium so is it's, now... It, yeah, it's, it, the Tyrion was an athletics stadium. Yeah, so you got yeah. the running track around yeah, it as well. Yeah. Whereas this is specifically for for football. So the fans are closer to the pitch. So there's a okay. bit more of an atmosphere. Hey, I don't know if that's I, a good thing in some some occasions. Well, it, well yeah, the, the game I went to, I left early because it started throwing chairs. But anyway... Man, well, um, you know, funny you say that. We played against Panionios in preseason. In, in Athens, and I mean it's a preseason friendly, and uh, some there was a little bit of a hard tackle. Which one I can't remember between who, but next thing you know, I, I was on the bench that game. I played. We played Panathinaikos the game before, so some of us were resting. And next thing you know, you you just feel the whole stand rumbling, and the fans have charged down and are throwing coins and bottles. And I'm like, this is this is a friendly man. This is a preseason friendly. I'm not sure. I don't know. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a whole different. It's a whole yeah. different thing. But the, yeah. yeah, but the, the the new stadium, I I recommend visiting it. Yeah. Whether whether you support any of those teams or not, it's uh, it's a good atmosphere. It's only, it's, it's it's not a big stadium. It's only sure, ten thousand. Sure. So Which it's, is, it's, yeah, it's, that's that's what they that's all they need. They'll yeah. fill it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, they filled it for the game that I went to, the Abuel versus Abolmon. Yeah, but that yeah. stadium is the just, it's, it's, it's a great that's, stadium. That's yeah, nice. That's great. Yeah. It's great. Again, a good step in the right direction for Europe and all that. It's good. Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, Roger, I, I was going to ask you what your favourite memories are, but you, you said earlier that you, you can't really say too much about the, the on-the-field stuff, but... In terms of moments off the field with your teammates, whether it be a, a bonding session or whether it be just a drinking session, can yeah. you, is there anything that really stands out the most? That way, when you think of Addis or when you think of Cyprus, is it th this one moment that always plays in your mind? Uh, it would be Ayanapa, man. Ayanapa would be, we would uh, say less. Would, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we would take trips to Ayanapa. It, it always started with. Uh, just Nisi Beach and and just going to chill at the beach and uh, then uh, ended up having to book a hotel room because we had uh, one too many uh, Kios. It was uh, Kia Uzo and remember that stuff. Oh my God! Now now the memories are coming back. No, no, Zivania and Zivania, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, Kipros. Uh, another another fun thing we used to do most Sundays or when we weren't playing is go uh, Kipros. We used to call him our little village boy because uh, he <laughs> his family lived up in the mountains. And uh, we would go most Sundays, and his dad would would make, like cook for us, and you know they would our, our little group would go and just hang out, and it, they, it was beautiful up there. Some fond memories up there with his dad and with his family, which was great. You know, being invited into his home, it was, and that was that was the real Cypriot, and you know that was a real experience with with, you know, there was no not in Limassol where you were the footballer, you were, you know, I didn't, you know, just with no, no one cared who you were out there. And, it was it was yeah. a good time, man. Fun memories yeah, of that. So, like Drodos would be the mountains where a lot of people go yeah. to, especially during, yeah. during Easter and have their barbecues and everything. Yeah, yeah it was too good, man. The food was unbelievable. Oh my god, it was so good. So yeah, man, yeah, it was it was good times. We, we give, we're giving him the memories now. He's going he's gonna to think yeah, yeah. about packing it in and coming, going to live in Cyprus. Straight back. Straight back. <laughs> what, what was that? Uh, Saripolu. Saripolu Square. 
We had some, we had some yeah. good little evenings. Yeah, yeah. We had some, yeah, we had some, well. yeah, we had some good little evenings over there as well. All the bars and that, and that, that square it was a good time, man. It was a good time. We didn't know. We we thought we were big timing, you know. Back then, we were like <laughs> we're Irish players, you know. We thought we were playing for Real Madrid. Meantime, you know, back then we we were like nobodies, you know, compared to I think IL and uh, IL was a big club back then. Um, yeah, so we we'd walk around like uh, we were big deals. Meantime, it was <laughs> no, nobody wanted to know our business back then. Wow, oh, mate, it's incredible, incredible. Yeah. Well, Roger, look, I've I've really enjoyed it. We've enjoyed your time on this pod. I hope we can do something again, man. I just, Boys, I'm, I'm, I'm always down. Yeah, I'm always down, and and I appreciate you guys having me. It's 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 been a blast from the past, man. Yeah, we need to we need we need to get you on on a week review. Yeah, mate, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. You you okay. say I play. You say I play. Okay. Cracks I'm knuckles. Yeah, he's <laughs> in. <laughs> I love Brilliant. It. I love it. Excellent. Well, before we wrap it up, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Project 365. If you want to get your car wrapped and custom made in Nicosia, Roger, if you're going to go to live in Cyprus, go to Project 365, uh, 375, sorry. 375. Yeah. <laughs> I got it wrong. I got the sponsor oh, wrong. 357. 357. I'm Ill, project I'm, I'm, project I'm three five seven. Project, project three five seven. seven. Sorry. Project yeah, there you go. Seven. Yeah, there you I, go. I, I, so I'm going, I'll be like Bart Simpson writing the lines. Project three five seven. Sorry. Needless to Christ. say, I'll get it. I'll get it wrapped. Move, move to Cyprus. I'm going straight to project three five seven. We're in. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Clip it. Bloody hell, Jesus! See, I told you, I'm ill. I'm letting that. You know, I've been doing podcasts all week. So yeah. Anyway. Thank you to everyone tuning in. We'll be back very, very soon. We're on Twitter and on Instagram at This Is Mappa. Fasso's on at Flez Gafes. And um, as I keep saying, the season might be done, but the content keeps on coming. We've got more interviews, more stuff happening because this is Cyprus. It never ends. 